Your Story with Melinda Estabrooks, an exclusive presentation of Faith Strong Today. Listen for new episodes every Monday and subscribe to the podcast at faithstrongtoday.com. Our stories have the power to connect us, to inspire us, and give us courage. On Your Story with Melinda, your story matters. Well, welcome back to another show on Your Story with Melinda. And I have a wonderful, passionate guest with me right here in studio, Kari Ward. She's a recognized producer in both the entertainment and event ring. Listen to this. She's, her career spans over 20 years. She has produced events with William Shatner, Reba McIntyre, Collective Soul, and Lifehouse. She's also one of three producers for a music festival coming up in August in Alberta that we are going to talk a lot about because you will want to be there. It is going to be a great festival. and We're going to hear about the genesis of how it began, uh, the heart behind it, uh, the vision behind it, and even the 18 different kinds of artists that will be there as well. Here's one thing I love, and I'm excited to interview Kari about this. In her bio, it says this, one of Kari's core passions in life has always been an ecumenical approach of spreading the message of unity within the Christian community, believing that as a body of Christ, we are stronger together. Amen, amen, amen. That's my heart too, and I love it. So we're going to have a great time with Kari. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Wonderful to be here. Yeah, it's great. So let's start from the beginning. So here you are an event producer, and my heart is beating because I love events. I love production, right? But how did that begin for you? Let's Well, actually, let's just hear more about you and your sure. story, where you grew up and your upbringing. Great. Well, I actually grew up in Ontario. Okay. So I grew up in Brantford mm-hmm. and was educated in Toronto. Okay. And then in the early 80s, decided that I was going to go west. Go west, young girl. Go west, young girl. <laughs> I had gone out two summers prior to the year that I moved and drove through the mountains, and that was it. Yeah. I fell in love oh, and yes. said, okay, this is where I want to be. Mm-hmm. So, And I've been there ever since. Okay. I have been extremely blessed of being in the right place at the right time because I entered into entertainment management, which was pretty fabulous. Yes. And, and God really showed favor with that. And so I had the opportunity to travel all around the world. I have to say that uh, I had prayed one time, Lord, I just, I want to see the world. And mm-hmm. so I, I can say I've been t- in Every state, every major city, every small city across the U.S. Really? Yep. Wow. Across Canada, across China, across Australia, mm-hmm. across Europe. I've been really, really blessed. Incredible. So it's been a great journey. So for you, though, like faith in Jesus, I mean, yes. clearly in, yes, you were in that world. I mean, producing events with William Shatner, Ruben McIntyre. Right. But going back as a young girl, was sort of Jesus part of the equation in your world or is that something that happened? How did that how did that story begin? Well, Jesus was always in my world. Okay. And I was actually raised a Catholic. Okay. And uh, in a very strong Catholic family. My uh, great great uncle was actually the bishop at one time. Wow. And, okay. uh, so a lot of Catholic history in our family. 
And I think it was about the age of 13 or 14. In my generation, uh, things were very fragmented. You were Catholic, you were Anglican, you were united. Mm-hmm. And so you, your families really tended to shepherd you to, to what the history of the family was. But the pinnacle was always our Heavenly Father, and the pinnacle was always Jesus. I began to really start to have a personal relationship with Jesus when I was probably about 15. And that was an interesting journey because I used to love to sing. And in the Catholic Church at that time, we didn't have a very strong choir. So my best friend was united. And she, they had a fabulous choir. And I used to have to tell my mom, oh, I'm going over to do homework. And I would actually be going over to the United Church to sing. When that came to light, of course, my parents were well, wait a minute, you're Catholic. And that was when I think God really began to do an incredible work in my heart because at that very young age, I began to see that we were all worshiping the same Father. We were all in love with Christ and believed that He was our personal Savior, but we were all worshiping a little bit differently. Mm. But even though we were doing that, it didn't mean that we needed to be fragmented. Yeah. And so that began very early. And it has been an interesting journey because, of course, my career has been in the secular market Mm -hmm. for most of my life. And so it was a learning curve. And I always felt that God was continually working, continually working. And I used to have long conversations with people about this and say, well, it doesn't matter if if you're united or it doesn't matter Mm -hmm. if you're Lutheran. And my father's aunt was Pentecostal. And <laughs> she, Pentecostals, yes. You know, and she was amazing. And I have to say, she was really the one that brought me to a true personal relationship with Christ. How did that go? How did Because, I mean, here you have a, a sort of a Catholic background, mm-hmm. and then Pentecostals quite different as far as their expression of Very worship different. and things. Very so different. So how did that happen? How did, how did she kind of say, okay, you know what, you need to make a decision? I was uh, 23 at okay. the time. And I had come back. I was living in Calgary already, and I had come back to Ontario. And her and I were sitting very quietly one day having a conversation. And she was actually ill. And uh, she just began to share. And she said to me, I've watched you since you were a little girl. And I know that you have a real spirit for the Lord. I want you to make that commitment. It's really important that you make that commitment. And... I came away from that conversation and that prayer that she prayed for me, and that's really when I made that true connection of that personal relationship and said, life is going to be a little bit different. Mm-hmm. And not always easy no, in, and, in the Christian walk. No, and I say that to not people. Not always easy. Listen, I want to make it harder for you even to make a decision to follow Jesus. That's right. Because there have been times where, you know, I've been confronted and listened and people made it very easy to just come to Jesus. But yep. I say to some of my friends, like, it's actually there'll be a cost, yes. you know, in your workplace. There are going to be decisions now that you have to stop and go, I used to do it this way. I can't do it anymore. I have to do it this way. Yes. And I really want you to make this decision thoughtfully, not manipulated, not forced, but thoughtfully. So I've had friends where they were confronted with it. And like two years later, they said, hey, Mel, it's weird. I was at a church, somebody said a random prayer, and something happened. I said, it would have been the Spirit of God. And they said, and I was like, I'm ready. And I'm like, that's a beautiful way to do it, right? You're ready. God's, you know, wooing you, prodding you, and then you make a decision. No manipulation. And, I mean, how people come to Jesus is very different. There's different ways of coming. But I I, I love that where you go, 
it's not perfect. And we would, we should never promise that it's going to be without hardship and perfect, right? Exactly. And I think that sometimes that's where we scare people, mm-hmm. you know, in, in terms of coming to Christ, because they think they have to be perfect. Yeah. And we can't be perfect because our journeys are all about honing. It's about honing our spirits and becoming the best that we can be, which means we're going to make mistakes. Yeah. We're going to stumble. All we can do is make sure that we keep getting up and saying to the Lord, well, you know what? I, I really tried my best, but I made mistakes. Yeah. So just help me. Help me to keep going. Help me to keep on this journey that you want me to be on. And sometimes we even misjudge that. Yeah. But we have to forgive ourselves and we have to remember that Christ forgave us. He knows our hearts. He knows our journey. Mm-hmm. He knows that he's going to carry us when we need to be carried. And that's what connects us back to faith. Yeah, that's good. Faith that's good. has to be extraordinary when you're Christian. Let me ask you that. If, sure. if faith has to be extraordinary when you're a Christian, how is that impacted? Or maybe a better question is, was it hard being Christian in this world that you're in, in the entertainment yes. industry? Yes. Really? Yes. And, and why yes. is that? Because I, I, that, that's yes. an interesting thing, because I've always been in your world, but in a Christian context. Right. Yeah. I've never done it outside in what you're saying, secular or not. Yeah. So talk to me about that. How is that difficult? I think because the industry in itself is very secular. So you're immersed in the moment. And when you're working in such a high-pressure environment, because when you're producing an event, it's very high-pressure, tempers flare, people don't have as much patience as you would like them to have, language gets to be like a rainbow, and you know you need to step back and just take a breath and try to lead by an example. And sometimes that's very difficult. Oh, yeah. it, you know, When you're in any situation that has a lot of pressure and a lot of time constraints, it's tough. And in the entertainment industry, in the secular market, it's no secret. It's a hard life. When entertainers are on the road and they're traveling, sometimes there is drugs. Sometimes there is a lot of liquor. And so you just have to really walk the talk. And I always say you have to have personality plus when you're in that kind of environment, because when you don't partake in those kinds of activities, there's a couple things that happen. Mm. The first is people go, well, What's wrong? Why, you know, why yeah. doesn't she want to come out and party with us? Why, you know, why doesn't she want to partake in that? But the other great thing that happens out of that is they go, what's different? There's something different about mm-hmm. her. I wonder what that is. And so you become a champion, a champion of Christ. Yeah. So it's not so much what you say. It's what you do. do. Yeah. And that becomes the factor that then opens the door and people realize that you can be human, you can be fallible, and they want to know, well, gee, tell me, like, what is this all about? And then you have your opportunity to actually share mm-hmm. and connect. What were the things, Carrie, that's good. What, what were the things, though, that as a Christian on the road, I mean, mm-hmm. what helped you keep grounded? I mean, was it people, community? How did you do it? Because I think for a lot of people, you know, listeners and viewers, mm-hmm. they're out there. You bet. And the world isn't easy when you're a Christian, yep. you know, because people are like, really? You know, you're close-minded or whatever it is. Exactly. For them, I think just encouragement. What helped you? Because, you know, you've had 20 years of experience. You have to always remember to pray. Mm-hmm. And you have to remember to listen to your gut. 
And that is extraordinarily important because people always say, well, always go with your gut instinct. I always say to people, your gut instinct is usually the Holy Spirit talking to yeah, you. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. I agree. You need to do that. But you also need to stay plugged and grounded. Most people will have some kind of support network. And that support network, if you're on the road, let's say, in my particular circumstance, meant picking up the phone, emailing, Skype, just to really bring you back. Also, always take your roadmap with you, no matter where you're going, no matter what kind of line of work that you do. It's really important to stay grounded in the scriptures. Now, I will be the first one to say, if someone said to me, quote scripture, I'm not real good at it, you know, (laughs) but I'm real good at reading. Mm -hmm. And so for me, that was really, really helpful. And I always had this thing with my Bible that sometimes if it got tough, you know, and I would come back to my room at the end of a night and after a performance, and I would sit down and I would always, always thank the Lord to say, thank you for this day, this blessing, whatever came, thank you for it. And then just say, Lord, what is it that you want me to know? What is it that you want me to share? And I would just flip my Bible open. And there would always be a message there. You know how we laugh me. at that kind of stuff? Because we're yeah. always like that kind yeah. of like Christian yeah. thing, like we open it. But let me tell you it's something, there. it happens every time to me too. Girlfriend, I'm glad you admit that. Yeah, because yeah. sometimes I'm like, yeah. people be like laugh about that. And I'm like, yeah. it actually works. It does work. <laughs> it does work. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, that's good. So yeah. you would open it up and there would just be a promise or something, something in the scriptures. Yeah. And we call them now in our situation with all the executive producers, we call them nuggets of faith. Mm, that's good. Nuggets yeah. Faith. Yeah. Okay. And because it's important and we need to always stay grounded. And, you know, God will hone you. Mm, I like yeah. to share this story. One of the other producers for um, No Greater Love had a dream. She had a vision and it was a diamond. And she came to us and we do devotions every morning. And she said, I had this incredible vision of this diamond and it was just spinning in the sky Mm -hmm. and she wasn't quite sure and we prayed about it and we weren't quite sure and then a week later things were happening within the organization but with each other in terms of our own personal walks Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden I said to her you know what I think that diamond, God was telling us that he is honing us, he's shining us, he's honing us, and he's breaking us down to the most humblest part of us Mm -hmm. in order to understand the journey. Mm, And we get so busy in life that we forget sometimes that basic, wait a second, Lord, I need 10 minutes with you, 10 minutes with you. It's been a crazy day today. Give me that 10 minutes to just drill down Mm -hmm. and help to make me the best that I can be for you in terms of an ambassador. So that diamond we always now have in our picture, you know, in our minds as a picture that's kind of twirling in the sky where God is working on us. He's continually working on us for the journey. What I love about you, even just as we've just met and as you're sharing, you know, earlier when I was introducing you about how your passion is this ecumenical approach for unity in the body. Yes. Right? Because we're stronger together. Exactly. I love that. Why does that burn within you? You know, I mean, because sometimes we like to camp, whether it's in denomination, whether it's in like-mindedness of camps or groups of people that have a certain ideology or theology. 
or yeah. expression of who Jesus is. I mean, let's yeah. let's just be honest. We could sure. call it out. I won't do it, but yeah. this group, this group, this group, this group, and we're all fragmented in where yeah. we stand. And why know, is that? Why is that so important? Especially the ecumenical approach, which for me says you're responding to it. And if we talk about it, like as an evangelical in mainline expression, right? Right. I love that. That's my heart because yeah. I've seen too much where we've camped here and here, and yet we are all the body of Christ. So talk to me a little bit about, about that. We camp where the comfort zone is. And the comfort zone usually comes not necessarily from personal conviction, but from traditional conviction. Perfect example, my family for five generations, strong Catholics. I was born into a Catholic family. So I learned to worship as a Catholic worshiper. As I got older, I, I laugh now because I say, oh, I drive our, my cre- my priests right around the bend because I'm a born-again Catholic. <laughs> so it gives a whole new meaning yeah. to Catholicism, right? Yeah. So as I was growing up and as I was watching all of this fragmentation between my generation and even for my mother's generation, mm-hmm. it was even worse, I began to hear God speak. And we talk about that small, still voice. I had it. The small, still voice of the Spirit that said, you know, we are doing ourselves as a Christian community, as a Christian body of Christ, a great disservice because we get tied up in the comfort zones or the comfort camps. Mm -hmm. But if we would all come together and realize that we can celebrate our faith in a non-political forum Mm -hmm. um, and just be genuine with each other, what a great work we can do for the body of Christ. Mm -hmm. And we've missed it. And so now I have this incredible burning and I know that my partners do as well in, in this particular venture. We're all on the same page. It's extraordinarily important. We want people to come together in unity. Mm-hmm. What a celebration that's yeah. going to be to have all of these different denominations that is what the tag that mm-hmm. we give, you know, different face to come together as one. And you know what? It's okay. If you want to worship as a Catholic, that's okay. If you want to worship as an Anglican, that's all right. If you want to praise the Lord in in the format that we do as an evangelical, that's even better. Mm -hmm. My vision was always if you took the evangelical way of worship and you took the Catholic way of worship and put them together, we have a perfect faith. (laughs) You know what I love about this, Kari, is this. So God puts this in you, even as a a young girl Catholic upbringing. Mm Mm-hmm. How God uses things from our life and past to then bring about his purposes later on. So as you talk about this, I'm going, well, that totally makes sense. Of course, No Greater Love, the festival that's happening in Alberta in August August 13th and 14th of of 2016, is happening. Coming in, you're going to talk about it. And you go, well, sometimes it's just you just put on a festival. What I love about this is that it actually comes from a burning desire and heart passion, you know, rooted in as a young girl, coming through the experience of them being the second the world and learning this to then come to this like that's that makes my heart go yes because i love that i love that the motivation behind things comes from a deeper place and just like we're just going to throw on a, a festival do you know what i'm saying and that is such an important point when we're talking about the festival mm-hmm. so i just want to back to training yeah. just just a wee bit so uh, the festival is actually a project of a new company that i formed with 
Rita Matthews okay. and Tammy Love. Yeah. They are the other two partners and executive producers. And we created a company called Christian Ventures Group. And we wanted a company that we could do projects, multiple projects, mm-hmm. that would not only create unity, but they would reach out into our communities and make a difference. Yeah. So the festival is the first one. And it's not just a festival. And it's so important to get that message out there because we want people to catch the fire. We want them to catch that passion and that excitement that we have mm-hmm. about the unity message to get them to come together because oh what a glorious day it's going to be to see 20,000 people standing in a field but we need to put the call out so that people understand it they get it that yeah. it's just you know it's going to be fantastic with all the performers mm. however there's something much bigger than that that's happening here god is calling us to unite mm-hmm. god is saying come together and what is a better forum than to do it through music because music becomes the universal language mm-hmm. music meets you where you are no matter what walk of life that you've taken and our prayer is that whoever comes to this will not only get the unity, but they're going to be touched. They're going to get it. They're they're going to get it. The second part of it is we wanted to reach back into the community, and we wanted to do something different. And on most festivals and on most shows, you're going to see a little caveat that will say a certain amount of proceeds go to charity. Mm -hmm. We wanted to take that one step further, and we created a program called 10 Off the Top. So what happens with 10 off the top is every time someone buys a ticket to that festival, $10 automatically comes off the top of wow. that ticket. So it's not just like $1, it's $10. It's $10. That's big. It is big. Mm. And it goes into a pot. And our goal was to have three charities every year that are grassroots Christian charities that we are able to disseminate those funds. And now we've made a difference. Perhaps oh, like it's that. you know, perhaps it's funds to go to Christian domestic violence, which isn't talked about very much. Mm-hmm. But there's families out there that are suffering mm-hmm. where moms may need some help. Maybe it goes to feed children. You know, we need to choose those. This year, because of what happened in Fort Mac, mm-hmm. we decided that we would start a fund specific to Fort Mac so that we would do post work. Because we know the Red Cross has done really great things there, but there's going to be a lot of post need. Yeah, there'll be some PTSD and other things where we have to. That's that's great. I didn't even think about that as far as the recovery. What can we expect? I love that. See, already I'm like, I'm there, Kari, because the motivation of that really speaks to me. Awesome. As far as the festival itself, talk mm-hmm. to me about it. So, you know, as people are listening and watching, they're like, okay, well, it's now Berta, and yes. I could be in Toronto, or I could be in PEI, or I could be in, you know, um, Victoria, BC. Right. Because I, I believe that you want this as a nation of Canada for people to come. We do. But talk to yeah. me about even the place is beautiful. Okay. Tell me about, tell me about all the details. Do you know, we have such a, a glorious story about the site of this festival. Mm-hmm. So, Finding a festival site in itself in Alberta is difficult. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have bylaws, you have, there's lots of land, mm-hmm. but you have to deal with municipalities and you also want to make sure that you have some kind of infrastructure that's in place. And in 2002, when I had this dream, the dream was that this was going to happen in the mountains. 
Well, we knew we couldn't go to the provincial park. We prayed about this. We had other options. And one day, we, um, in my other company, we do a lot of work out in the mountain corridor. Mm -hmm. And I had looked at this piece of land one day when I was going out to produce an event, and I went, Lord, that's an incredible piece of land. And it was land on the Stony Nakoda Nation. So I came back and I talked to Reed and Tammy and I said, what do you think about this? And it was right off the highway. And so we had discussion and then Tammy was driving and she actually drove right through Morley, which is the core or the pinnacle of the Stony Nakoda Nation. And she saw this other land and she phoned me and she said, you have to come for a drive and look at this land. And we went out and looked at this land and literally got out of the car and the ground was vibrating for the both of us. And we said, Lord, we're claiming this land in your name. Mm. Now, the great thing about this is we had to go to uh, the band members and the elders. Mm. So when you Go to the band members and elders. This particular Stony Nakoda Nation has three bands that are parked. So everybody would have to agree on this. And they have not had an agreement with everyone in forever is basically what they told us. And so Tammy had a contact within the nation and he opened the door and we presented. All of the elders from each band said yes. Oh, I just got chills. Yes. God worked. Three chiefs who have never agreed on any specific project in the history of when the bands came together agreed. And we we signed off on this land. We'd been looking for land for two years. This land was deal was done within three months. And the land is a hundred acres of pristine, incredible land, flat with a wee bit of a bowl along the Bow River, with the (laughs) mountains right at our fingertips as a background. Infrastructure is all there, three highways coming in, an incredible campground along the Bow. It was as if God painted the landscape for us and said, you've waited, here it is Mm -hmm. for you. And we are just so blessed and so excited. And we know that people that take this journey to come out mm-hmm. to this festival, the land in itself will bring them to their knees. It Incredible. is so breathtaking. So we've got land. Give mm-hmm. me a sample of artists that are coming. Uh, Switchfoot okay. it will be headlining on Saturday. Yeah. Michael W. Smith wow, is coming on great. Sunday. Yeah. Uh, Building 429, 10th Avenue North. Oh, my gosh. Dan Brems. There's 18 artists that are coming. Becca Shea. We've got a lot of artists coming from the U.S. An incredible group called Stickyard, which um, will be new to the Canadian market, okay. but very popular in Nashville and, and through the U.S. states. Uh, just a lot of great artists. And if you go to the website, you'll be able to see the whole lineup. And, and the website is? NoGreaterLove.ca. That's CA. Yeah. So two days. Two days. days. And you camp? You can camp. So <laughs> or can you just come for the day? How does that? You can you camp can. or you can, okay. So we've set it up so that you can get a weekend pass. Mm-hmm. And what I'm really pushing uh, is early birds are on right now. So you can save some okay. cash by getting your early birds now. So mm-hmm. early bird tickets are really, really important if you want to save some money. Yeah. And so you have weekend passes. You have a weekend camping pass. Mm-hmm. You'll have to get a parking pass when you're coming out because it is it's 40 minutes west of Calgary. So 
so we are a little bit rural okay. coming out. Um, and then there's day passes. So okay. you could come for either a Saturday or you could come just for the Sunday. Mm-hmm. So you do have that option of buying one day or the other. No greater love.ca. Yes. Amazing. Yes. And quickly before we go, why No Greater Love? Why that as the festival title? We're really excited about that. And we really feel God gave us that name because we are all about uh, doing the best to walk the talk. And God has shown us that there is no greater love than his, no greater love than his son's love for us. And so we looked at it and the words came to us and it actually came to Tammy when she was doing laundry, I have to say. (laughs) And she came to us and, and she said, what do you think about this name? I think God is speaking to this. And we just loved it. And we just said that encapsulates really what we're trying to do. Yeah. in terms of the festival. The other thing that I quickly want to say is this festival has something for everyone. You know, we've had incredible sponsors come on board. Um, if families want to come, we've got a, a Kids Kingdom Village, mm-hmm. which will be a huge interactive village where kids can go and play and do different things. We'll have a family stage where there'll actually be family That's- entertainment, mm-hmm. somewhat similar like what you would see at Disney, but mm-hmm. specific for kids. We have an urban teen village, which is an actual skateboard park that's coming in with Olympians. That oh, really? Are, yeah, that are coming, and they're actually going to minister. Christian Olympians are going to minister to the kids yeah. and uh, teenagers. Oh, yeah, and, teenagers. Uh, teenagers and young teens, adults. adults, yeah, yes. yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and teach them some tricks. So it's, it won't just be about music. That's great. So, I mean, I love the idea that it's all family. Because sometimes yes. when you say festival, you think kind of like the millennial young people. Right. But for a lot of families, they're like, we want to, you know, introduce our kids and yeah. teenagers to this as well, to right. worship and to this kind of community. Yeah. How many people are you hoping to expect? How many, how many can we expect, you know, when we go? Well, the field will hold probably about 100,000. <laughs> so, of course, we're going, okay, Lord, you want growth in, in future yeah. years. Yeah. We are praying for 20,000 okay. people to come and fill that field. Okay. And, you know, that is the name of the movement. We want people, if I impress anything, it's about catching the fire of the movement. This is a unity and faith movement. And we want 20,000 bodies in that field to share in the music, to share in the experience. And the other bonus is if they've watched Revenant, if they've watched Legends yes, of the Fall, fun. they're That's going to movie. walk the same places that, oh, that, that, that cool. those movies were filmed. So they're going to actually get to experience that, which will be just phenomenal in itself as well. Kari, I have loved your passion. Thank I have you. loved your heart for Jesus. I've loved your heart to gather people in unity from all different kinds of backgrounds to worship and know Jesus more. So thank you for being with us. And for you listeners and viewers, I want to say this to you. You need to get to this festival, August 13 and 14 of 2016, nogreaterlove.ca. Buy your ticket now. It's early bird rates. Bring your family. Get a bus. I heard about that. You can check that out on the website. Grab a bus. Hey, for all of you people out east this side, Ontario and, you know, Nova Scotia, all that way, Let's go. That's great. And for all of you out on the east side, you need to be there. It's going to be a great time. Again, Kari, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. We'll see you there. Yes. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Your Story with Melinda, an exclusive presentation of faithstrongtoday.com. 
Listen to past episodes by subscribing to our podcast on iTunes and join the conversation with Faith Strong Today on Facebook.